We ask you now, O God, to use and rule over our thoughts and our words so that it may be your word which is spoken and your word which is heard. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Continuing with our homily series on uh, the seven sacraments, we're talking again about another aspect of baptism. And one thing that we know about baptism uh, that we talk about, the theologians will talk about the, uh, the threefold munera, you know, the threefold office of priest, prophet, and king that come to us by virtue of our baptism. Now, what do those words mean? We, join, we enter into Christ's priesthood. We enter into his kingship. We enter into his prophetic ministry. I think it's always helpful when we're trying to understand a truth of the Christian faith is to go back to our ancestors in the faith, right? The, the Jewish people, the Old Testament, and look at what did these offices look like? What did, what did it look like to be a king? What did it look like to be a priest? What did it look like to be a prophet? Because in a sense, because the New Testament is the fulfillment of the Old Testament, we are some, we will see some aspect of what we, each of us, are called to be in those, uh, in those offices. So, a priest. One of the first things we notice about the priesthood of the Old Testament, when God chose Moses, gave him the law, and then, Mos- and then, and then through Moses revealed that Moses' brother Aaron and his descendants, male line descendants, would be the priests of the Old Covenant. Okay? What was one of the first things that Aaron did? The people, because the people would do this, and we do the same thing. We are stupid, sinful human beings. They rebelled against God, and, uh, and Aaron prayed for them. Aaron interceded for them. Principal part of the Old Testament priesthood was to offer the sacrifice. But Aaron interceded for the people with prayer to spare them from the wrath of God. We, each one of us, by our baptism, are priests of the new covenant. Now, there's a difference, just as in the Old Testament, there was a difference between the priesthood of Aaron and the priestly people that is the people of Israel. So in the New Testament, there's a difference between the priesthood of all believers that we are entering into by our baptism and the ministerial priesthood, which Father Moriarty has received. He exists as a priest for us to help consecrate us, to offer the sacrifice on our behalf to make us holy. But we exist, all of us who are baptized, we exist to be priests of Christ in the world, to intercede on behalf of the world, to intercede on behalf of each other, to pray, to worship, to adore, and yes, to offer sacrifice. What is that sacrifice? We say this in the Mass, right? The Father is going to ask, is say, pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. We offer our sacrifices of praise. We offer our sacrifices of our lives by how we live in the world. We offer the sacrifices of our own sufferings. St. Paul, in his epistle to the Colossians, said, I make up in my own body what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. Everything that we can suffer in our lives, be it trivial, be it really big, 
Every single one of those little, of those big and those little sufferings can be joined to Christ's sacrifice for the salvation of ourselves and the salvation of the world. We are called to be priests. We are called to be prophets. What is an Old Testament? We think of the word prophet, right? We think of foretelling the future, like I'm going to predict who is going to win the World Series next year. You know? All right, that, that's not what prophet, prophet means. The word prophet, and especially in the Old Testament, prophets, yes, they foretold the truth as God revealed to the, the, the future as God revealed it to them. But more important in doing so was not so much foretelling as forthtelling. They were bringing the truth to power and to the people who often did not want to hear it. And not only, you know, the Old Testament prophets are full of, you know, thus says the Lord, right? And then you've got words being spoken. But quite often, it's very striking, especially in prophets like Hosea and prophets like Ezekiel, where God doesn't tell them, he does tell them to say things and write things and so forth, but he also tells them to do things, to act out the message in some way. And we as prophets of the new covenant, we are often called, yes, to give an account for our hope in Christ, as St. Paul says to Timothy. But we often are called to preach the gospel, not with our words, but by how we live in the world. We do more harm in the world by living bad examples than we do if we teach error. Teaching error is a different thing entirely, but bad example can do more harm than teaching error. But we also need to teach the truth. And to teach the truth, we have to know the truth. And to know the truth, we should meditate upon sacred scripture, to to steep ourselves in the sacred text, to hear what God is saying through the scriptures, through the writings of the saints. Because as St. Jerome said, ignorance of the scripture is ignorance of Jesus Christ. And we, as prophets of the New Testament, are called to bring Christ to the world. What is the last word of the Mass? The last words of the Mass, actually the only time the word Mass is said, ite misa est, says the deacon, go, you are dismissed. Um, go out into the world, you've just received Christ into you through the Eucharist. Now you are Christ to the world. Taking his message, yes, in words, but particularly in actions into the world. Which brings me to the third point. Priest, prophet, king. King, Nathan, that sounds pretty good. Um, no, it's good to be king. No, um, but, but, but being a king is not for my benefit. But giving yourself uh, and in, in order to uh, uh, that, you know, I'm thinking, for example, of, of the Queen of England. I, 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 there was a movie a few years ago uh, called The Queen, in which Helen Mirren, Dame Helen Mirren, played the Queen. 
And I remember there was a snarky comment made by one of Tony Blair's political operatives about, oh, we've got them where we want them, you know, the whole conflict between Buckingham Palace and this old ancient institution, you know, that didn't quite get it in the popular politician. And finally, Tony, the Tony Blair character blows up at his aide and he says, you don't get it. She watched her father, this job, kill her father. That her father, King George VI, had given himself so thoroughly to his country in getting them through the horrors of World War II and the aftermath of that. And similarly, the Queen of England gives herself constantly as a symbol of her country. She doesn't have a private life. That's kind of the example of what we're sort of getting at here. We need to be constantly aware of our uh, ministry in the world, living lives for other people, giving ourselves constantly for other people, but also taking an active part in the civilian government of our time where we find ourselves in our situation. We clergy exist for you, to teach you, to, to, uh, to uh, uh, you know, minister to you. But you have a role in the world. Some of you may be called to take on political office. Some of you may be called to take on leadership in trade unions or whatever. Some of you may be called to get involved in community action of different sorts. All of that is kingly because you're giving yourselves for the good of the society in which you find yourself. And these three all wrap together, just as we're talking about the Holy Trinity and worshiping the, uh, thinking particularly about the Holy Trinity on this day, just as the three persons of the Blessed Trinity all come together in one Godhead, really these three munera of baptism come together because if we are living our lives for others, then our life is a sacrifice and our sacrifice is a prayer. Each one of us, we're called by our baptism to live in in that, that ministry of Christ as priest, prophet, and king. In each one of your baptisms, those words were said. You probably don't remember them because you were a little baby. But those words were said, you have put on Christ In him you have been baptized. The very word Christ means anointed. That's where we get uh, Christos in Greek, the anointed one. It's where we get our word chrism, the oil that was put on you at your baptism and at your confirmation. Each one of you has been made to be conformed sacramentally to be Christ to the world. So, go out there and live it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.